Hey there, thanks for joining me today. So before we jump into today's episode, I do wanna let you know that today's topic is surrounding miscarriage. So if you've recently gone through one or are sensitive to the subject, I do wanna let you know so you can proceed with caution. Thanks. Because they were telling me like that I was not sustained this pregnancy. I was 15 weeks along. Mm -hmm. They said that I would um, likely deliver within the next 24 to 48 hours and I let out this like wail, like this scream and thinking mm -hmm. about it makes me emotional, but, um, sorry. I was, I was talking to my husband. I remember I was like, I can't do this again. Hey ladies, you're listening to the mom talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. I'm very excited for today's guest. Not only will she be sharing her expertise in perinatal mental health, she'll be sharing a very personal story about her experience with pregnancy, miscarriage, high-risk pregnancy, and ultimately her transition into motherhood. I have so much I could say about the strength that this woman carries, but without saying too much, I want you to be able to see for yourself. So here it is, my interview with Dr. Asherina Reem, licensed psychologist and certified perinatal mental health care provider. And so I know when we talked previously, you said in your journey through like fertility and through having your son, you had a lot of previous hardships and difficulties beforehand. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yes. A big thing and a big part of my story is that, like I said, my husband and I have been together for 12 years. So what happens to couples when they've been together for so long? People are like, when are you guys going to have those kids? Right. And I had gotten pregnant back in 2015 unexpectedly. It wasn't planned, but it wasn't like we were avoiding pregnancy. And I was like over the moon. And I'm talking mm -hmm. like I was journaling every day to my unborn baby and writing notes and describing everything around us. And I didn't anticipate, and I never thought like I would experience a miscarriage. And when it happened, I was just like, in shock, a lot of heartbreak. I can't really put words to that experience. It was a really, really hard thing for me. But what was even harder is that I didn't know I would experience multiple miscarriages. Like it would be like my journey to continue with fertility struggles. And mm -hmm. the next time I was pregnant, I was like, well, certainly I can't go through this again. Like, it's just not, I can't have that bad of luck. It's kind of like what I thought to myself. And at mm -hmm. that point, like five of my closest friends were all pregnant. And then I found out I was pregnant for the second time. I was excited, but like kind of cautiously excited. Mm -hmm. And I made it a little further along than I was the first time. And then I started to bleed again. And I was just mm -hmm. like, no, this can't happen. And if you've ever experienced struggles with fertility, it's like this tug of war between you want to have hope. So I used to like Google like to see in like all these forums to see if anybody had continued on with a successful pregnancy and the issues I was having. So I wanted to hold on to hope, but I was also so scared and sad mm -hmm. when I experienced my second uh, miscarriage. I was just so, so angry. And I know I've 
shared about this a little bit before. Like I've written a blog about this as well, but I had like a spiritual conflict for myself. I'm a, I'm a person of faith. And for me, it was like, God, how could you let me go through this? Like, that's what it felt mm-hmm. like for me. I was like broken. And that at that point, I was like, I don't want to even do this anymore. So I saw a number of doctors. I saw a fertility specialist. They had me, um, I went through several rounds of fertility treatment and I never got pregnant. And it's like that dream that you have, it feels like it's getting further and further away. This is like the craziest part about it. I stopped because I was like, I am done. I don't want to go through this Mm -hmm. anymore. I don't want to try anymore. I'm exhausted. And I like, I really hated who it was turning me into. I was becoming this like fertility obsessed person, like managing everything. The next cycle, I actually became pregnant on my own. And I was like, oh gosh, I was like, this is not going to be good. And that's like, I was, that's where I was at Mm -hmm. with that experience. And that led me to my, um, my pregnancy, my third pregnancy. Wow. What were some of the, you know, feelings and like some of the things that you went through this third time? I was really cynical. I was, I was like, not, I don't want to say cynical because I guess the way to describe it is I was guarded. Like any woman who's experienced loss knows that I don't want to celebrate because I'm afraid if I celebrate this, this dream, this, whatever it is for me is going to, it can be taken away from me so quickly. I was so scared. I think I hear this a lot from other women and this is, was my experience. It's like every time you go to the bathroom, you're anticipating something awful is going to happen and you don't want to connect to the pregnancy. Like I said previously, I was like writing in my journal to my unborn baby. And this time around, I was not, I was just like kind of going through the motions of Mm -hmm. I'm pregnant. I want to be so excited, but I'm so scared to let my guard down. And that's mm-hmm. really how it felt. Where do you think you finally transitioned being like, okay, this is real? My pregnancy was not easy. The first time I went to my doctor's appointment and then I got to hear my son's heartbeat, I was like, I was so overwhelmed with emotion because I was mm-hmm. like, this is really happening. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna tell me something bad. When I made it into the second trimester, I was like, I, oh my gosh, I think this could be happening for me. And my pregnancy was riddled with complications. It made it really hard, but mm-hmm. it was definitely a journey of uh, accepting, uh, trying to accept what was happening with me and my body. Your pregnancy was anything but easy. And you said it ended up being a high risk pregnancy. And so how early on were you told it was a high risk pregnancy and like, what, what kind of things did you have to be aware of or do differently? When I share this story, like of my pregnancy, it blow, it still blows me away. And it, people are always like in shock that like this happened, but so I made it to the second trimester and, you know, most people would think like I'm safe. I was 15 weeks and I started having a major bleed. So I had to go to the hospital. I went to the hospital and it was a bleed. So they were still like triaging me in the ER. I was like sitting on the like exam table and my husband was there with me. And I was like, I I have this like urge. Like, I think I might have to use the restroom. I don't know what it is. And I went to go stand up and there was like fluid all around me and all Mm -hmm. underneath me. And then, um, the providers that were there were like, Oh my goodness. It was a nurse practitioner that was there. She was examining the fluid and she was like, I'm not certain, but it looks like you may have broken your bag of water. They had examined me. She did. She told me I was significantly effaced. 
I had to get an ultrasound, which said my, my fluid, my AFI was critically low. And it was the most traumatic event of my life to date because they were telling me like that I would not sustain this pregnancy. I was 15 weeks along. Mm -hmm. They said that I would um, likely deliver within the next 24 to 48 hours. And I let out this like wail, like this scream and thinking Mm -hmm. about it makes me emotional, but, um, sorry. I was, I was talking to my husband. I remember I was like, I can't do this again. I didn't anticipate getting emotional today. I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll just let it all out today. (laughs) But I told my husband, I was like, I can't do this again. I just can't. They took me up to like labor and delivery and they were prepping me to deliver. And it was like, it was like, I couldn't hear anything. And people were like coming in and out, they're examining me, they're telling me all this stuff, like about delivery and what it would look like. They kept me overnight and then uh, they sent me home because nothing happened in 24 hours. And they were like, you're gonna have this baby. So if you start going into labor at home, you're just gonna have to come back to the ER because you're not far, far enough along. You're gonna have to go to the ER. That was like, so traumatic because I thought I'm going to go home and I'm going to be prepping for something so crazy. We got discharged. I, this nurse came in and she was so kind and amazing. And she like embraced me and she prayed over me. She asked me if it would be okay if she sat with me and prayed for me. And for me, it was fine. And I think like at that rate, you're just like, sure, I'm so desperate for anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she left and we went home and they were like, if you make it till Monday and you're pregnant, because this was a Friday, like you have to go see a specialist. So I made it till Monday and I was freaking out all weekend long, just like so panicked. I told my husband, you cannot leave my side. We just waited and we just sat around and I didn't want to move because I was so scared. Mm -hmm. And we made it to Monday. He took me to the doctor and we go to see the specialist. They were prepping me and I'm crying and they're like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Like the lady's about to do an ultrasound and I'm telling her what had happened at the hospital and she's like, okay, well, there's still a baby here. There's still a heartbeat. You know, let's take, just take some deep breaths. And we'll see the doctor and get back to see the doctor. And he's like, well, uh, what are you guys here for? He was so confused. And we're trying to tell him and we're describing the situation. And he's like, your baby's fine. There's, you're at like a normal level of amniotic fluid around the baby. Everything looks great. And I, we were just like, what? Like we were just so... Mm-hmm bewildered. We were like, what? Like what just happened to us? Mm -hmm. So everything, I went back to my doctor. They were like, this is a miracle. We don't know what happened. We don't know how it happened. We just don't know the answers, but we're going to try to continue on and try telling a woman this that's been through all this, like just continue on, you know, like nothing ever happened. (laughs) I was so cautious for the rest of my pregnancy. And I, I share a little bit on like social media and in my blog, I didn't rest until I heard my son let out that first scream in the delivery room. And then I was like, okay, I'm really, this is going to happen. And I feel like I didn't rest until that point until I actually got Mm -hmm. to hold him in my arms and really got to realize that I'm taking you home. This is happening. It was a wild, wild ride. This podcast is sponsored by mommy knows best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie? That's not only effective, but tastes good. Mommy Knows Best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready to eat lactation cookies, perfect for our on-the-go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten-free option. And let me tell you guys, 
you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, it's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code MOMTALKS at mommyknowsbest.com. That's M-O-M-T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. Was the rest of the pregnancy after that pretty normal? They told me to take it easy, and I actually had to stay off of work for quite some time. So I was like, basically didn't get to do much until my third trimester. Like I really wasn't allowed to like lift anything, like walk for like long periods of time until I was like 28 weeks. So it was a very boring <laughs> sitting around. I was monitored like really, really closely. So I was at the doctor very often and into my last trimester, I was there. I think it was, I'm trying to think of if it was twice a week. It was twice a week, every week but I would get ultrasounds very, very, very regularly. And they, they called me like the frequent flyer <laughs> I'm like, because they just wanted to be sure everything was okay and everything was developing normally and this like nothing else was going to come about. So they just really monitored me really closely. And to be honest, it was something that I feel like helped alleviate my anxiety a bit because in mm -hmm. a sense, it was like I was going for a date with my son and I was going to get to see him and it felt good when I would leave those appointments just to know like, okay, everything is on track. So they, uh, they, they um, kind of gave me, I was on bed rest for a while and then I had some restrictions and then they just monitored me really, really closely. What would you say this experience overall has taught you or what have you like learned from it? There are a couple of things that I think I've taken away from all of it. And I think the first part is like, you can plan as much as you want for anything in life, not just your fertility, but you can plan as much as you want in life there will always be circumstances and situations that go in a different direction. And mm -hmm. it taught me that I can't control everything. I was a person that was not like a control freak, but like I liked things to go a particular way and mm -hmm. having a sense like a need for control and having issues with your fertility. It's like a fast, clear way to self-destruction because they mm -hmm. just don't mesh. They don't go well. So I think sometimes knowing that things don't, always go as we plan. We can plan for decades and they still won't go that way. So sometimes it's okay to just say like, I'm going to, I guess, go along for the ride and just be present for what happens. Especially, you know, surrounding birth, everyone wants to, you know, plan everything to the day, to the month, what have you. And it's something yeah. I keep hearing too from everyone. So what would you say to a mom watching that maybe went through a similar experience? Well, I think one there was something that I was, I would think to myself and I had a mantra. I would say to myself every day that I would wake up um, pregnant and I would say today I am pregnant and for that. I'm grateful. And I would say that every single day, <laughs> it sounds kind of like silly, but it was something I had to say to myself to like allow myself to just enjoy the moment. So I think if you're going through like a high risk pregnancy, that's like come up with a mantra that you can tell yourself that you feel like I just need to hear, like what is the message I need to hear today? And that was something I needed to hear because I had to remind myself that there was a baby growing inside of me and I needed to just mm -hmm. be present. And I think if you're in the midst of loss or you're struggling with fertility, the one thing I would tell myself even back then was that it's okay 
to take a break. I was on this pursuit for creating a family and I was just like pushing and pushing and pushing. And I think that sometimes it's okay to say, you know what, I can't do this right now. I need to take a little bit of a break. And that's okay. Give yourself the space and the time that you need. It's really mm-hmm. important. Well, thank you for, I mean, sharing that. Thank you. I know that was like a period, very yeah. difficult story to share, but I think it's it's so important to share these stories. I think you're going to inspire other people to share their stories and talk about it. So I have a couple of questions I like to ask that are kind of like, call them like fun thinking questions because then it kind of adds like a spin on, yeah. um, you know, people's perspective and everything. Yeah. So If you could have a billboard made today where you could share one tip with moms everywhere, what would you have it say? This is my favorite thing to tell, especially moms in therapy is treat yourself like you want to treat your kids or how you want other people to treat your kids. Mm -hmm. We are so, we can be so negative and harsh to ourselves. So I say like, if you expect that people would treat your child with respect, that they would love on them, that they would be encouraging, do the same thing for yourself because you're deserving of that. So treat yourself. Like you'd want somebody else to treat your kid or you want, you want to treat your kid. If you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice to when you first became a mom, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself that it's okay to change my mind. Sometimes I get so like fixated and rigid in my path of thinking of like, I have to do this. And there's like such an expectation that it is only um, harmful and detrimental to me. So I think the biggest thing, and I like, it's okay. If I, if it doesn't go that way and I need to change my mind or shift my, my planning, we will all survive and it'll be just okay. What is a quote that you live by or think of often? It can be in regards to parenting, relationships, life in general. I don't know that this is like, it's not a quote. It's something that like, I am telling you, like I have, I live by mantras Mm -hmm. and like there are things that I say to myself and it's like my own therapy. The one thing I think is really important is that imperfection is important. Mm -hmm. And I say that because moms, and it's not just moms, but I think that there's like a big part of this is with moms that we put so much pressure on ourselves. Not just, it's not just from us, but it's from the outside world. And we want to like be this perfect example of so many things for our kiddos. And I think that imperfection is important because our kids need to learn about failure. They need to learn about mistakes. They need to learn about how we fix things and problem solve. So that's something I live by that imperfection is important. So even in those moments where I feel like I'm struggling and things are a mess, they are a lesson. And that is really important. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Where can everyone follow you on social and what kind of like posts and information do you offer on your social? Yeah, I am psyched mommy. Uh, I thought that was clever when I created it. It's because I'm a psychologist and I'm a mom and the information I post is like real life mom info. And it's like a way of life that I think that I want to educate and normalize the difficulty of motherhood. I want to educate about perinatal mental health. I want to empower, encourage and inspire moms to kind of like be able to transition into motherhood and thrive instead of feeling so defeated. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the goal of why I created my Instagram. So that's the That's my um, social media handle. And then my website is also psychedmommy.com. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.